Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Bears fans, to this Thursday edition. Oh, wow, Thursday. It's Friday. It's Friday, Nick. I thought it was Thursday for a second for some reason. I don't know what that means, but yesterday was Thursday. We watched football. It was actually here. Football is back, but regardless, I want to welcome everyone in to the CHGO Bears podcast. Little Wit, Nicholas Moriano here. And as I mentioned, it is the CHGO Audible Day. It's our weekly in-depth game preview episode, all aimed to make you the most informed Bears fan on game day, I'm excited to be here with Nick uh, for the first time talking about a real Bears game since January. Man, it's been too long. And the last one we talked about, literally there were guys that were, it looked like a preseason game or previewing Bears-Vikings right at the end of the season. So it didn't even really matter. This is what matters. We've made it. First regular season preview of the year. Let's go. I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm sure everyone in the chat is pumped up. It's Bears-Packers week. We were talking earlier, We there's no green worn throughout the entire week. Anybody else follow that? I'm sure they do. That's how we got to roll here when it's Bears Packers week. Yeah, I was telling Nick right before we went live that yesterday I pulled a green shirt out of my closet. I was going to wear it. I was like, what the hell am I doing? It is Bears Packers week. And I threw that thing to the floor, shoved it into the back of the closet, and I'm probably never going to wear that thing again. So I definitely did not make that cardinal sin, but I'm excited for today's episode. And Nick, before we get into like everything uh, that we're going to do here today, and again, it's a really awesome in-depth game preview, I, I want to pump up our tailgate one more time to kind of end this week because I'm excited to see all of our diehard Bears fans this Sunday, September 10th, at the official CCO tailgate, the best in the city, all-you-can-drink Goose Island, all-you-can-eat Firewater Barbecue, and then we have you know games, brews, it's an all-inclusive tailgate. Uh, the link to join us is in the description here on YouTube and in your podcast player of choice. Nick, anything you want to say to kind of send off this tailgate? I'm excited to see how many people are there. I know it's a bunch already who signed up for us, and I know we're a part of the bigger community now at the new lot. I'm, I'm just excited. The vibes are going to be immaculate. I want to continue off that. The vibes, Will, and being in this new lot, this new environment – it's going gonna, it's gonna to really just intensify this experience for you on game day. So if you're hesitant, looking like, what am I going to do to watch this Bears-Packers game? I think this is going to be the best opportunity for you to get the most out of your game day, hang out with a bunch of Bears fans as we you know get ready for, for Bears-Packers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it, Will. It's different than what we had last year. Just like the Bears, we're, we're stepping our game up. So I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Yeah, and with the 3.30 kickoff time, like we have more time to hang out before this game. It's not just going to be the early morning hours. We have some afternoon hours where we all get to hang out, tailgate, and just celebrate the beginning uh, of what we're hoping will be a really fun Chicago Bears season. But let's get into today's episode to preview this Bears-Packers game, and we're going to discuss our keys to success on both sides of the ball, determine who has the edge, share our weekly X factors, our bold predictions, and a whole lot more. Before we get into that, let's bring back a classic segment. What's your Bears Packers one-liner heading into this week? The word I'm going to use here, Will, is is opportunity to, to kind of describe what this week one matchup is. So opportunity is my word. And for people in the chat, what's your one-liner for this game? As you kind of look at it as its entirety, but opportunity because of everything that it really, you know, symbolizes no 
No Aaron Rodgers. No no Brett Favre. It's a whole new chance for the Bears to really make some noise in the NFC North. It is. And my one-liner, you went with a one-worder, uh, which is very concise. Proud of you. I went with, uh, it's time to turn the page in this rivalry. My entire lifetime, it's been lopsided uh, to the wrong guys up into Wisconsin. And I just want, for once, the Bears to take control of this rivalry. We saw it a little bit under Levy Smith early on in his coaching career here in Chicago. We had the Packers number. That was fun. Uh, and I want to have that here yet again with no more Aaron Rodgers. Like you said, Jordan Love's time is now in Green Bay. And I hope that Justin Fields proves here on Sunday that actually, no, my time is now and the Chicago Bears time is now. And it's time for us to kind of take this rivalry for the next decade plus. I, I would just love nothing more than that. No, I mean, that's exactly how it should be. I think that's how Bears fans should view this. This Again, this opportunity, this week one matchup. And Eddie Jackson actually said it really well in the locker room a couple of days ago, Will. Like how they perform in this game could be an indication of how the season will go. And I know it's early, it's week one, there's a lot of football left, but if they come out and play really well, against a very beatable Green Bay Packers team, that sets the stage of what could happen for the rest of the 2023 season. You said beatable, right? Beatable. Is that what I heard? Cool. I, I, I almost thought I heard beautiful, and I was like, excuse oh. you? Uh, but beatable makes oh, a lot more sense. I mean, that's the, you know, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely beatable. I love this comment from Isaac. You know, Will, so damn good to see your face on the podcast. I appreciate it. We all miss you. Bear down. Let's freaking go. I appreciate you, Isaac. Always have over the years. Excited to be back here with Nick to talk a actual Chicago Bears game. And another super chat. Thank you so much from Birds7F91. Honestly, one of the biggest games in 30 years. This is finally a chance to see if the Bears have a chance in turning the tide in this rivalry you're absolutely right i mean at one point the bears had like the all-time record by a landslide and then over the last mm -hmm. two decades the packers have been chomping and chomping at it and now it's like a dead heat but i think the packers have like the one game edge if i remember correctly i haven't looked at that all-time thing since last year but i know it was like 50 50 but if the bears can take control of this rivalry regardless this year and then for the next foreseeable future we can start building that back up and the right side here, but I appreciate your excitement here uh, to, for this game, for what this can potentially mean for this rivalry. But Nick, let's get into this game preview here today. And how about you go first? And it's going to be your offensive key number one for success. I'm glad you laid that out there. Just like that. Well, it's been a while since we've done this, but the offensive key number one for me, just looking at this matchup is for the bears to be aggressive and stay aggressive throughout this game. And Tyler Scott, I talked to him in the locker room on Wednesday and I asked him what he had seen from this Packers defense. And basically he was kind of saying that regardless of what they're doing, we need to stay on attack mode throughout the entirety of the game. That means throwing the ball deep. That means trying to take your chances against some of these explosive plays, putting the pressure on the Packers defense. And if the bears can do that, there's that that secondary, especially the safeties that I think you can test in this matchup. So for me, my first key, stay aggressive. This is Justin Fields in year two of Luke Getze's offense. He should understand a lot better what is being asked of him on each play. And if he stays aggressive, I think good things can happen. Love that one. Be aggressive. We don't want to see a coy offense go out there. We want to see them you know, put some pressure on that team. I, I love that, Nick. My first key for the very first game of the year is establish that fields more connection, that one-two punch. You know, we saw it in practice, OTAs. Uh, we saw it in training camp. Heck, we got a glimpse of it during the preseason too, and that was pretty special. Two catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Like, sign me up for that sort of pace this season. Obviously not sustainable, but still uh, a lot of fun here to see. And so for me, it's like now's the time to show the world why the bears made that trade you know moving on from the first overall pick bringing in dj Moore. it's time for justin fields to just play with a true number one wide receiver here on this team and for it to actually mean something for him to have that go-to guy in crucial moments kind of like a guy that you know patrick mahomes wish that he had last night towards the end of that game with travis kelsey on the sidelines so obviously dj Moore is a guy that you can trust to make plays, make something out of nothing, make plays after the catch. Just someone now where Justin doesn't have to do it all. So for me, establishing that fields more connection, 
uh, you know, a top 12 ride receiver over the past five years. He's seen 134 targets per season since 2019, averaging about 77 catches, 1,100 yards, and five touchdowns per season. But who was playing quarterback over there in Carolina? You know, like now it's time for both of them to step up their game together. And if so, this offense could be dangerous this week against Green Bay and then for the foreseeable future. I like that a lot. Well, it's actually going to build off what my second key is. And it's simply yak yards after catch (laughs) yards after contact, however you want to look at it. I think this is going to be a good opportunity for the bears to really utilize those playmakers in space and kind of what you were saying. Well, Justin Fields shouldn't have to do everything this time or this season where he can give the ball in space to a guy like DJ Moore, a guy like Darnell Mooney. Even if it's a jet sweep to a guy like Velas Jones Jr., whatever it may be, you should try. Luke Getzey needs to make that an emphasis this season to get his playmakers in space and allow them to make plays in the open field. And we saw that in preseason. We saw that in training camp that you they have guys now that they're mm-hmm. capable of making those yards after the catch and can just really make it easier on Justin Fields throughout a game. So it's time to now see that in this offense. It's been way too long, Will, where that has not been the case. The, the Bears were never able to maybe break a tackle, make a force miss tackle, and just get yards on their own. So this offense is supposed to be able to allow these playmakers to do that. The Bears have the playmakers now. So let's go see that happen. That's going to be my second key of the game, yards after catch. Yeah, it shouldn't be like when it happens, like, wow, look at that. Like, it, it should be the norm. You, you see offenses – you know, for the past few years, they just have guys where you can throw it short and, and they take a six yard catch and turn it into a 15 yard gain. And like you said, I think the Bears do have those players. Like we haven't even mentioned like Darnell Mooney or Cole Komet year, uh, yeah, right now yet uh, in this show. They're very important. Uh, and of course, I mentioned it with DJ, that special ability to turn something uh, out of nothing and definitely uh, with Carm there, give this video a, a like. Really appreciate it if, if you can. Uh, so my second key here for the Bears on offense, protect Justin Fields and, and just give him time. And this is going to be a key, obviously, every single week. Uh, but I'm just feeling some extra importance here uh, against the Packers. Fields last year pressured the 11th most overall and the second most on a per-snap basis. On 45.7% of his dropbacks last year, Justin Fields was facing some sort of pressure. And his pass rating does take a dip uh, under pressure 61.2 last year versus 96.2 when kept clean. And obviously the bears put a lot of resources and time to kind of revamp that offensive line. And I know it's not the exact starting five that we anticipated heading into this season, um, but in order for him to make that year three jump in his career, that year in this offense, he's going to have to have better help up front to allow him to stay in that pocket, stay in rhythm, stay on schedule and allow him to make some of these throws. And here's a, an actually an extra fun fact, too. So when blitzed last year, Fields was actually the 15th best passer in terms of pass rating at 97.5. So if the pass pro can hold up when the Packers rush four and they feel like, oh, we got to get the field and they bring that extra rusher, that's when Fields tends to play at his best, exploiting those holes in coverage with less guys having to stay back in coverage. So for me, just give Justin Fields some time to operate and allow this offense to to be what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be Fields has the ball for a second and a half and there's guys already diving at his legs. He he needs to have a clean pocket to operate with so we can see what this offense is supposed to be all about. No, it's a really good point, Will. In the Packers last season, they were fifth, the fifth highest team in terms of blitz percentage, and and they Mm. finished eighth in terms of uh, pressure percentage. So when I think the Packers are looking at this Bears offense, this offensive line that's still coming together, I'm thinking you're going to see a lot of blitzes, and it's going to be how Justin Fields, Mm -hmm. this offensive line, can hold up that maybe could be the difference in this game. Going to my third offensive key, though, and just looking at how this Packers defense is orchestrated, I'm looking at this pack or the Bears perimeter rush game to be a really key component and how the bears can be successful on the ground. Because when I look at the interior of that, that Packers defense, Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt, they can cause some problems, you guys. So especially Kenny Clark, if you go back and watch the week 13 matchup, he was making a bunch of plays uh, against this bears offensive line. I know they had different guys in there. Sam Musfer at center. You had Tevin Jenkins as your right guard. Cody Whitehair was actually playing left guard in that game. So, and there were a couple of times where Kenny Clark just got the best of them. You got the best mm-hmm. of a lot of guys in that game. So I like the Bears' ability to stretch things out 
get this wide zone scheme going. And that also can, a, a part of the perimeter run game, get the screen pass going a little bit, kind of going back to the yards after catch, but get attacking the edges of this Packers defense. I think you're going to have a little bit better success with Preston Smith, who I don't think is the best edge defender. He can play it, but he's not. that's not his strong suit. Lucas Van Ness is, is a rookie, and I really liked him coming out of Iowa, but you want to test guys like that to see how they kind of react to certain things. So I think the Bears in their perimeter rushing attack, that wide zone scheme, whether it's Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson, Justin Fields, I mm-hmm. think those guys are going to have success on the ground there. And I like that you mentioned the screen game too, because when I was going through my second key, you mentioned the the high percentage in which the Packers tend to send those extra rushers. So a great counter to that are the is the screen game, and obviously to have that be effective, you need that downfield blocking to make it work too. So I like that you mentioned it. It's like an extra key inside of a key. It's a keyception mm-hmm. from Nick over there. Love it. Let's go into my final key. Uh, it's a simple one, uh, but I want to mention it, which is just ball security. You, you got to take care of the football against this Packers team. Two interceptions and, and a loss fumble uh, in the last meeting. The Bears lost 28-19 to 19 against the Packers. Uh, Fields also had interception in that week two game two. All three of his picks came in the fourth quarter. Really, a lot of them did come in, I would say, not garbage time because the Bears were technically in it, but like when their backs were so far against the wall, you, you just have to try to make something out of nothing. And I'm not saying like those are the turnovers that I'm worried about. It's like the ones that happen throughout the game. We just don't want to, and we'll talk about this Bears defense in a moment. We don't want to give Jordan Love short fields. There's no reason why you want to make his job any easier uh, in this game. So you need to take care of the football and this one too. And you don't want to give the Packers those short fields to get easy points, put yourself in a hole, and then things just tend to get worse from there. And I can feel like if this is going to be a closer game uh, and it's a rivalry game, we don't really know what we're going to get out of this Packers offense right now. Uh, But regardless, don't make their job easier by giving them the short fields and really don't squander opportunities for yourselves to potentially come away uh, with points on costly turnovers. And heck, we can throw in special teams in there too. Whoever's returning kicks, if it's Velas, don't, for the love of God, put that football uh, on the turf. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like those big momentum shifting sort of plays like turnovers tend to be in a big rivalry game and with it being week one can really make or break the, the, the final outcome. So ball security, always important. But I think there's going to be an extra importance here this week. No doubt about it. Well, I think we've seen so many times in games where you see a big play. Last night's game, it was the pick six where, mm-hmm. you know, the Kadarius Tony, the ball goes right through his hands and Detroit's able to take that back for, for a touchdown. It's plays like that, that, you know, one to three plays in a game that ultimately may dictate what happens as the end result. So Bears need to be on the better side of that. Like you said, they lost that turnover margin in that week 13 matchup three to zero. So they need to be on the better side of that uh, in this week. Yeah, and the Packers scored a touchdown after Claypool's fumble. Packers got a touchdown, changed the entire dynamic of that game because Fields passed pretty well in that game. I have the numbers further in my notes, and I'll mention them later, but he threw for over 220 yards in that contest, and they were moving the ball. But when you you put the, when you give it to the other team and they score off those turnovers, it just it puts you in a bind and really behind the eight ball here. All right, Nick, let's switch over to this Bears defense. What's key number one? Yeah, um, this is going to almost sound pretty similar to one of my offensive keys, but for the defense, they need to get to the perimeter against this Packers rushing attack. I was I talked to Noah Sewell in the locker room on Wednesday, and I asked him what stands out about this Packers de- uh, this Packers offense, and he said they do a good job of getting to that perimeter. And you look at Aaron Jones and just being able to get that wide zone. You see him a mm-hmm. lot of times. They'll use him in the screen game too. It's getting the ball into their playmakers' hands. So these linebackers, these defensive linemen, really, we need to see the hits principle come to fruition here, Will. Like they talk about it, they preach it. They need to all be running to the ball, and it's going to start with guys just being sideline to sideline, getting to the perimeter. And if they can do that and contain this Packers rushing attack that way, or even the screen game, they're going to put themselves in a lot better position defensively just to win this game. But it starts by getting to the perimeter, and that starts with running sideline to sideline. And Going back to what Iberflus has preached since the day he got here, hits principle, but we need to see it come together on Sunday. And they have such a improved unit, the Bears do on yeah. defense, that front seven, especially the linebackers. So we should. I, there, I don't think there's any excuses why we wouldn't see that come into fruition here on Sunday afternoon. They're talented 
They've been working on it. I, I like that key a lot. I'll, I'll give some more information on that in my second key. So just you wait. But my first key here for the Bears defense is simple. Get the Packers off the schedule. Nothing would be more frustrating than watch Jordan Love in his 83 career passing attempts and his 157 career snaps just march down the field with ease just like Aaron Rodgers used to. Like my blood, Nick, I promise you, and I'll be sitting next to you in, at this game. My blood will be boiling if that's how easily the Packers can move up and down the field. So the Bears just need to do whatever it takes to force the Packers into negative plays or at least hold their own against the run, the quick passing game, and just find ways to get them in third and long situations. Don't get them or allow them to get into third and manageable. Uh, that would just be too comfortable of a situation for this Packers offense to be in. They need to be challenged in those third down situations. And really that comes down to execution uh, on the first two downs. And honestly, Maybe we can find ways to get this Packers offense into third down. Last year in the first meetup, Green Bay only had, and Nick, we talked about this, nine third downs, and they netted in that game 26 first downs. They held the ball for 37 minutes and ran 68 plays, but the Bears can only get them into third down nine times. That's a third down about one every eight plays. And let's not even talk about how easily the Packers were able to convert uh, on those third downs, or if they didn't, Going forward on fourth down, like we've seen this so often, time and time again. Last year, the Bears were the worst third down defense at 49% allowed conversion rate. That needs to change. And by doing a good job on first and second down, putting them in the third and long with Jordan Love's lack of experience, I think that will help. No, no doubt. Definitely will help. And, you know, the, the nine third downs, they cannot be what happens in this game. And obviously with six new defensive starters, well, I don't think that'll be the case for the bears in this matchup going to my, my second key defensively. And this is very micro focus, but for the bears, I really want them to test the right tackle for the Packers. Zach Tom He's a fourth round draft pick last year, uh, you guys. And he wasn't even playing right tackle at the beginning of the year. He was actually at left guard, then left tackle. And he kind of was staying on that left side for a while. And then towards the last two games of the season, he played right tackle for them. And now he's their starter. 91 career snaps at that right tackle position for the Bears or for the Packers last year. And, you know, I just look at that as an opportunity. Again, how it kind of started off the show with that word. But for a guy like Demarcus Walker, who's going to primarily be lined up on that side, of course, they'll sub guys in there and mix things up. But you need to take advantage of that. This is a fourth round draft pick. And I, I was listening to the offensive coordinator for the Packers talk about the backup who was originally the right tackle. And he basically said, yeah, he's just a backup. So this, the current guy, Zach Tom, yes, he's a starter, but who, who is he really beating out a guy that's looked at as a backup right now. And now he's a starter and he's had a pretty good uh, preseason Zach Tom, but really micro focus on this one matchup. It would be nice if Yannick Ngakwe can get on that mm -hmm. side, but I know he primarily will line up against the left tackle, but there are times where I think you just got to look up matchup-wise. Can you just get a better matchup if you have a guy like Yannick and his skill set? But Zach Tom, the right tackle, I think he's a better, right now, a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker, but that's going to be a matchup that I'm kind of watching throughout the entirety of this game. Where's Terrell Lewis when you need him? <laughs> Damn it, no. He's, not, he's nowhere, right? He, I don't think he's signed anywhere yet. Uh, not that I've seen, no, mm -hmm. uh, which is fascinating uh, to say the least. So I'll get to my second key, uh, which is stop the run. And you talked about getting to the edges, and that's really important. Just some numbers about the Packers against the Bears last year. Uh, there's Last September when they met, Aaron Jones had 132 yards on 15 carries. 83 of those yards came after contact. A.J. Dillon had 61 yards on 15 attempts. 35 of those yards came on after contact. So both guys, over 50% of their yards gained came after initial contact. And that's just coming down to poor tackling. Uh, as we saw that blocking on the outside, Nick, like I know you mentioned, like the Bears really struggled there and the Packers excel. Remember the walls that they were making last year against this Bears defense where like Aaron Jones, and I know I said all these yards came after contact or a lot of them, but there were plays where he was going uncontacted for 20 yards and he get down to the red zone. And that's ridiculous. That is really unacceptable. So they do have to get to the outside. And this is where I'm looking for like Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker to come into play because they must contain, they combined last year for 50 run stops. 
that's a big improvement compared with the Bears were having last year at the defensive end, plus the new linebackers, T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, over about 90 run stops combined themselves last year. And I can see why the Bears invested so heavily in all four of these players. And I know we talk about the Bears linebackers and, wow, they're so much better in coverage. And that's true, but they're also going to be so much better at attacking downhill and stopping the run. And so I want to see them shoot those run gaps. I want to see them make those tackles near the line of scrimmage, preferably behind the line of scrimmage. But whatever it needs to be, it can't be what it was last year when pretty much the floodgates would open up and the Packers can run straight down the Bears' throats. That has to stop right now, week one. You have to change that narrative. Absolutely. And Nick in the comments, Bears defensive line is key. It is. That's going to free Mm -hmm. up those linebackers to make those tackles in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage. So this defensive front that is revamped for sure. When you look at all the interior outside, it's got some guys now. So we got to see if that can, you know, really change how this Bears defense plays against the run. It was a big emphasis all offseason. Get a chance to show if it really did with the new players uh, change what they're able to do there. My last key on defense, you guys is really for this Bears defense to force Jordan Love and this young offense to to make mistakes. When you look at it, obviously you you put the stat out there, well, how many career pass attempts that Jordan Love has, 83, I think. And you look at his receivers, second-year receiver in Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. We don't know the status of Watson yet. Rookie tight ends. And the, the so there's a lot of these skill players right now that are going to be going up there, their first, you know, really first game action, and it's going to be on the road. And that's not easy to do. It doesn't matter if it's a Green Bay Packers, and I know they have Matt LaFleur, the the veteran offensive line, the veteran running backs, but you got to force these guys into making mistakes and just kind of get them out of their their groove in a sense, like whether that's jamming a wide receiver at the line of scrimmage to mess up, you know, what, what would happen as a route concept down the field or – having one like a Zach Tom who's going into his second season, a Mm -hmm. false start, whatever it may be. This is not the veteran experienced Packers offense where you're going to see Rodgers, you know, call you off sides and try to get a free play. That's not what Jordan Love and this Packers offense have in their book yet. It's not there. They're too young, I think, at this point. So you have to find ways to make them to make mistakes because you're the unit that has more experience uh, on, on the defensive side. So if the Bears can do that, Man, it's again, it just puts them in more advantageous situations to come out with the W at the end of this. No, it really does. And honestly, I love when we set each other up because my third key is make love sweat. And again, really, really small sample size here, but the data shows me that love tends to really just, I'm honestly, I'm going to use the word fold under pressure. In 2021, he had 70 dropbacks, and he was pressured on about a third of those dropbacks. His pass rating when clean was only a 79.4, by the way. That's not a high number. But under pressure, it dropped to 44.4. His pass rating only was 6 of 19 uh, when under pressure. And the Bears, as we know, no pass rush last year. Uh, and we need a resurgence of that to happen here. 1.2 sacks per game was the lowest in the NFL. Philadelphia, just for reference, led the league with a 4.1. The league average was about 2.3 sacks per game. So the Bears were getting half of the league average uh, when it comes to actually taking down quarterbacks. And it goes all the way back to like my very first key to kind of put it all together to just keep this Packers offense off schedule by getting them behind the sticks. You know, a sack would be great, um, but also just generating pressures, hurries, quarterback hits on a young and experienced quarterback like Love to get him out of rhythm with his guys, the timing of those plays. And we know this Bears secondary is, you know, I'm going to say like strong, and I think Tyreek Stevenson, I can call them improved. Uh, But they're going to be physical. Uh, They're going to want to play these guys. And last year, like our starters, like and that's what I was telling my dad last night. uh, We're watching this game. Our starters at cornerback towards the end of the year are now like our third and fourth string guys. That's just to show you, because like I know we had the injuries, but you had Blackwell, you had Jalen Jones out there starting. And now they're way down, shoved on the bottom of the depth chart. Just shows you when healthy, how improved uh, this team is, uh, and that gets me really excited. But it all starts with getting them off schedule, and a great way to do it is to make love sweat. And if you can just make them think about that pressure, his accuracy is going to wane, and then you're going to have a higher chance uh, of getting takeaways here on defense uh, with the ball hawks that the Bears have. 
No, I, I really like that. Well, it's a lot of uncertainty with Jordan Love, and we got to see what he's about. We don't know what he is or what he isn't at this point, and we'll get a we'll get a, a you know first glimpse of this come week one. So it's going to definitely be a key. And you know, we just gave our total of six keys, or mm-hmm. I guess actually no more. I mean, you did, you did some keyception, so you were putting keys within keys. Yeah, so bunch of keys for this game, you guys. So now you now you know exactly how the Bears can take advantage of those keys and hopefully win this game. Yeah, great stuff there, Nick. Virtual fist bump uh, on all the keys. We need to take a timeout here now. You know, it's football. We get three timeouts. We're going to take our first timeout uh, and give you a couple messages from some great sponsors of ours. And when we get back to it, Bears Bold Predictions, X-Factors, who has the edge? So lots of good stuff to look forward to. Yeah, we're going to start off here with Ray's Auto's Grand Reopening, you guys. Get your ducks in a row because it's the Grand Reopening of Ray CDJR in Fox Lake. Flock in September 9th, which would basically be tomorrow. So you have you have time. You listen to this podcast, you go. And you celebrate and get uh, your duct event with free prizes and your chance to win $1,000. Plus, during Jeep Adventure Days, get employee pricing on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. The grand reopening of Ray CDJR in Fox Lake is only on September 9th. But their savings are all month long, so you have to go check out, again, Ray Grand Reopening in Fox Lake. Bunch of great prices, bunch of great deals. Go check it out. Awesome stuff there. This episode of the CHGO Bears podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, I have been in therapy. I started in January, and it's been the best decision that I've ever made. I waited for two years to actually do it, and I'm just so grateful uh, that I was able to take that chance on myself and honestly, just get the help that I need. And, you know, honestly, it helps me in all facets of my life, my career, my relationships, both like within my family, my friends, my colleagues, literally anything that I feel like I need help navigating in throughout my my life. Like I, I get that help. I get that clarity and I'm able to move forward with confidence and excitement. And I would really encourage anyone who's even considered therapy to give it a try there's so many great benefits you get to determine how those sessions go and honestly putting in work for yourself is really rewarding and like i said if you're dealing with any struggles i would encourage you uh to you know give better help a try it's entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule it's a really fast-paced world it's hard to find those pockets of time and that's a really great point uh that better help is able to kind of assist you with so head over to betterhelp.com chgo you know you get to answer a few questions about yourself your goals and you'll receive an email once you're matched and you can start connecting with your therapist from there you can start scheduling sessions uh let therapy be your map with better help visit betterhelp.com chgo today get 10 percent off your first month and that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash chgo all right, Will DeWitt and Nicholas Moriano here giving you our in-depth Chicago Bears week one game preview against the Packers. And if you hate the Packers as much as I do, and you haven't yet, definitely give this video a thumbs up. Smash that like button. We would really much appreciate it. And while you're doing that, you may as well go over to the chat because I want you to type in your Bears bold predictions here for this week. What's your week one Bears bold prediction? And I'll kick things off here. I'm going to give you a bold prediction from a rookie. Actually, I'm going to give you two bold predictions from rookies because why not? It's week one. We can have double the fun. First one, we'll go on defense. Tyreek Stevenson is going to get the Bears' first interception of the year here in this game. Nick's licking his lips. I feel like I may have stole something from him, which is awesome because we make this stuff independently. And then on top of that, the other rookie, Darnell Wright, is going to give up zero pressures here uh, in the very first game, which shows the Bears why. They need it. They invested in him so heavily in that first round. Nick, did I leave you anything? I, you gave me two looks when I said those. No, I just really like the bold predictions. Sticking oh, with the rookies it. and and how how they're going to impact this team. They need them to. They need those rookies to really step up this season. Really like it. For my bold prediction, it's going to be all defense. But I have the Bears getting. Well, they can get more than this, but I have them getting three sacks in this game, all coming from different levels of the defense. You got Yannick Ngakwe, who will get a sack. Kyler, we're going to go Kyler Gordon off the edge for the secondary, and TJ Edwards will send him on a blitz to get Jordan Love. He's confused, doesn't know what he's looking at. Bam, TJ Edwards gets him uh, for a sack. So three sacks, all from all different levels of the defense, get to – Jordan Love in this game and really get Bears fans hyped up for what this defense can become moving forward. 
I am really impressed with the creativity uh, that you just displayed in that bold prediction because saying the Bears would have had three sacks in general, I would say, yep, hands down, bold prediction for a team that only averaged 1.2 uh, last year per game. But the fact that you took it to that next level, love it. Really good stuff here. And we have some you know, other good ones I saw here too. Uh, uh, Roshan Johnson scoring a rushing touchdown. Uh, let's see, what else has he from Doug? Chase Claypool, seven catches, 152 yards and two touchdowns. Eric was on my train here with the Tyreek getting a pick, but he took it to the next level with a pick six. Uh, nice. I, I like that. And this is the one from Doug too. Oh, uh, here's uh, we got a Doug said Javon Dexter will line up at fullback to block for Herbert at the goal line. But so many great ones here. Your boy Boogie Claypool has two touchdowns. Really, really fun stuff here. Brandon JF one gets 125 rushing yards. Uh, Kahari gets his first touchdown from its polio. Uh, we're on it. Mubs four catches 83 yards for DJ Moore. And then from Drew, first play of the game will be a bomb to DJ Moore. Let's pray that ends up Will. Being, yeah, they? these are awesome bold predictions. You guys are killing it in the chat. Appreciate all the love. And we're going to have some more things that we're going through in our uh, our list of um, you know things we want to share. And you're going to have to contribute in the chat as well. Yeah, for sure. We're all part of this. We're all previewing the Bears here. So I, I just love everything we just saw there. But Nick, we did bold predictions. Now it's time to do X factors. Again, an X factor can be a player. It could be a specific thing. Like it can be anything. It's an X factor. What is your first X factor of the season? Look, this is going to sound really simple and maybe boring, but my X factor is tackling in this game. You guys just, we know what week one looks like for a lot of different teams and the tackling is usually piss poor to be completely Mm -hmm. honest. There's not a lot of reps in training camp where you actually go live, have full pads and the bears in that first matchup against the Packers, the tackling was awful. Travis Smith, the defensive line coach spoke yesterday and he said he probably had about 20 missed tackles. They cut that down in the second matchup, but now this is week one again, everyone's getting acclimated to it, to the speed of the game, everything. So tackling is going to be huge. And when you got guys like Aaron Jones, if Christian Watson's out there, they can get yards after contact, yards after catch. So tackling is going to be huge. And if the Bears are the better tackling team in this week one matchup, that could be huge for what the result is going to be. But tackling is the X factor. I mean, I we talked about that when it came to stopping the run. It wasn't apparent last year at all against the Packers. I love it. It's fundamental. But without it, you're not going to win games. So I, I appreciate that X factor. I'm going to go with a very specific part of Justin Fields and it's his arm. And I'm not saying he can't or shouldn't make plays with his legs, but we talked about it all off season, uh, just wanting to see that year three jump, the bears added playmakers. And I just want to see Justin Fields really come out of the gate swinging, making big time throws, uh, whether it be downfield completions or really just what I saw last night, quarterbacks hanging in the pocket, even though it's degrading and being able to find that open guy, even if there's pressure coming down, at you. I and I know Justin has that awesome ability to evade that pressure and bounce out of the pocket. He can still do that. I'm not saying stop it. Um, but I wanted to see him make plays with his arm here. And when he does that, it's gonna just add an entirely brand new dynamic element to this Bears offense because it'll make the offense and really Justin Fields an all-around threat because everything that the defense needs to do to honor Fields' arm is going to start opening up the ground game again, whether it be Justin Fields making plays in the ground or the Bears rushing attack uh, with that loaded backfield that they have. And, you know, when you're a defense and you're looking at Justin Fields, how do you how, how do you stop him? Well, last year it was play coverage uh, because when you play coverage, you can have all eyes on the quarterback and you just sit in your zones. And Justin needs to be able to pick those zones apart because then if they want to switch the man, you turn your back because when you want a body and a body back there, once you turn your back to Justin, what happens? He has that lightning speed to just take off and find Pater seemingly out of nowhere. So I just want to see him show that growth of that year three jump with his arm. And if he does that, I just feel like the entire offense is going to open up and it's going to be everything everyone hoped it could be. Uh, and to see it here week one against our biggest rival with, you know, a new quarterback over there. And now we can say, Hey, it's our quarterback who's making the plays with his arms. And he's the one that's going to take charge of this rivalry. That's why I made the headline that I did feels aims to redefine the rivalry. And if he wants to really do that, it's all going to start with his arm. 
Yeah, no, and the Duke 8-1-1 has a, you know, something that ties into Fields' arm. I think the quick passing game, they've been working, uh, working has been preparation for Green Bay, nullify pass rush. Beyond Jair, they have a questionable secondary. Get the ball out to a playmaker and make a miss, rinse, repeat. Exactly. We talked about yards after catch, getting the ball out quickly. That's supposed to be a part of this offense. And if the Bears, if Justin Fields shows that he's taking that step in this offense in year two of Getz's system, Man, we, we haven't seen that in what this offense can be. So that'll be huge if it, you know, that's he's able to do that come week one. And then who knows how much better it can get throughout the season. Absolutely. So I know the X factors here in the chat too were coming in here. Uh, and I appreciate all of them too. I know Nick in the chat was saying it's gonna be feels for sure. He has to make has to make those big plays. Uh, again, everyone in the chat, you guys have been doing a great job. Really, really uh, appreciate that. But Nick. It's time to do another classic segment of ours here for game preview shows. And it's time to find out who has the edge. This is where we're going to look at different segments uh, of each offense and defense, compare them to the opponent and figure out who actually has the edge here this week. So Nick, you're up first and you have Bears passing attack. And we just talked about it a little bit Mm -hmm. versus this Packers pass defense, which of course is not just coverage, pass rush, everything's included. Yeah, everything's included. And, you know, Justin Fields had his best passing, I guess, game against the Green Bay Packers in that week 13 matchup. And that was without a lot of key guys and without the familiar familiarity that he has in this system. So even though it's still yet to be seen, I'm going to take the Bears passing attack over the Packers pass defense in this matchup. I just think that when you add a guy like DJ Moore, you have Darnell Mooney, and then just Fields feeling more comfortable in this system, we're going to see, and we should see, better just overall concepts from Luke Getze, the trust that he has in Fields to execute those concepts, and just, you know, production. We're going to see production in the passing game, so I'm taking the Bears here. I love it. And again, like we keep mentioning DJ Moore and I, I feel like, and I don't think we're personally sleeping, but I feel like a lot of people could be sleeping on Darnell Mooney again, uh, which is the perfect spot for him. If you're asking me, right, where he's in that underdog kind of forgotten role. And that's where I think he shines when you go back a couple of years. Like that's when he was really making a, a lot of special things happen. And same thing with Cole Komet. Like if he takes a jump that we're expecting him to also take this year after getting that big payday in the offseason. He needs to prove that he was worth getting that contract extension here in Chicago. So the Bears have the playmakers. And like you said, like I think the Bears do have the edge here. So I'm glad you agree. I have the Bears rushing attack versus Packers run defense. And the rushing attack is like a mystery. And I feel like we know what everyone brings to the table. Uh, and with Cleo Herbert, Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson, and Travis Homer. And we have Blazing Game over here as well. So, like, you have a lot of guys here. And I'm excited to see how they use them uh, because that's going to be the big question that we just don't know right now. Is, is it going to be a by-committee approach? Are they actually going to do that? Or are they going to find the hot hand and ride with it? And that's what we don't know right now. But regardless, when you're looking at just pure talent – I mean, look at the Packers. They gave up the seventh most rushing touch to, uh, rushing yards per game last season at about 140. They gave up the 23rd most rushing touchdowns at 18. Uh, so they're in the back half of the league in that. And the Bears were the NFL's like best rushing team. And I know Justin Fields had a lot to do with that. He's part of the Bears rushing attack. I can't believe I didn't mention him when I was talking about all the actual running backs here. Um, I'm just excited to see how they use all this talent, deploy it. And I, you know, we keep talking about the offensive line and a lot of the issues last year was pass pro. But run blocking, I mean, they were doing some good things, and I know they've. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll be able to continue that this year. So I'm going to give this edge over to the Bears. Uh, I'm sure you would have done the same. Yeah, I would have done the same. Well, um, you know, it's kind of like obviously you gave me the two I was focused on, but what would I do uh, if I had you know the ones that you have? And I'm in agreement with you, but I, we'll see with uh, your last one. <laughs> Sounds good, but you're up next, man. You're gonna so we're gonna stick to the ground game, but we're gonna flip sides. Packers rushing attack versus that Bears run defense. Yeah, and I was kind of going back and forth with this one. Well, the Packers in the last matchup, and it was a combination of guys ran all over the Bears in that matchup. 175 total yards. AJ Dillon had the bulk of them with 93. Christian Watson had the I think it was the end around or the reverse for 46. Aaron Jones only had 26 in that game. But look, I'm putting stock into what the Bears have done. And what they have talked about, what they wanted to do in stopping the run, the run, 
You got you you kept guys like Rasheem Green on this roster because you believe he can help set the edge. Demarcus Walker, Yannick Ngakwe, guys up the middle like Andrew mm-hmm. Billings and Justin Jones. So that's a lot of new faces on this Bears defensive front and defensive line that should be what makes a difference in this game. So even though I think I wrote it down in my notes, I put Packers. I'm changing it on the fly. I'm going with oh. the Bears uh, run defense to to do enough in this game to not have the Packers rushing attack be why they potentially could have won it. So I'm going to say that the Bears run defense has the edge in this matchup. And so we just got to hope that all those new pieces, the the continuity in this defense, you know, helps them get the edge in that specific matchup. Look at you changing it on the fly, which, hey, that's something I want to see the Bears coaching staff able to do this year uh, is change things on the fly, being able to adjust and not be so stubborn. And, And I think we saw glimpses of that last year, how the Bears offense evolved for sure. Uh, but, you know, I was just thinking about a, a specific play last night and that Kansas City game that felt a little too cute for me. Um, so don't be too stubborn. Uh, I'm glad you're not. Uh, I got the last one here, which is the Packers passing attack versus Bears pass defense. And I, I'll be honest, I'm just going to go straight Bears here. Jordan Love's sample size is so small. It's really hard to gauge. Um, but I feel like I do roughly know what to expect. Uh, 606 career passing yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. I think we're all very hopeful that that new front seven is going to just help out this secondary. We all know the linebackers well. TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, really good cover backers. They're going to help clog that middle area of the field where the Bears kind of got gutted last year. Mm-hmm. And that's and if as long as the pass rush is improved, I'm not going to say fixed. I'm not going to say tenacious. I'm just going to say improved. As long as they're improved, I feel like they'll have enough gas in the tank to make a difference here this week but really that's the big question uh, is that pass rush because if without it most quarterbacks including Jordan Love will be able to pick your defense apart if you give them all day to throw so I'm gonna say the Bears here uh, but it all does boil down to the pass rush uh, whether they have it or not and that could determine how this one actually goes but that would mean we have to do a throwback to Brandon break out the broomsticks uh, because we have a clean sweep here for the Bears did we mess up I don't know. I don't know if we did well. Um, look, this week one matchup, I just look at maybe if this happened at week eight, obviously it's going to be so much different because we'll know what Jordan Love is. We'll know what a little bit more of what this the new players on the Bears defense offense have done at that point. But if you're looking at, on paper and what what you know both these teams present, I like the Bears. I, I really do what they're capable of doing in this matchup. So I don't know if we messed up. I don't know if the chat agrees or disagrees, but we're going bears here. Clean sweep. Let's go. You know, I was proud of you for changing your mind, but now I, I think about it and that would have given one thing to the Packers, which you know how it goes when the analysts on TV make the picks once it all goes one way. So we'll just say you had it on paper and that's going to be good enough, right? Yeah, yeah, we had I had it on paper. It's there, and then whatever was going on up here changed that on the fly. So I guess it is technically down there, right? And I'll put a screenshot if I have to. But it's definitely in the notes there. I trust you. All right, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, after this next time out, we're gonna play some over unders. I'm pulling up our DraftKings right now. We're gonna tell you who we think the MVP will be, and of course, we'll tell you who we think will actually win this game and our confidence meter to kind of wrap everything up here. But Nick, you're up here first. Yeah, so I have to tell everybody about game time, and I feel like this is the time of the year. A lot of people are going to different concerts. Parents were looking for, you know, some tickets to a concert they were looking to go to, and they had no idea where to start looking for tickets. I'm like, uh, you know, you have your son here who worked, you know, covers the Bears, and we have the sponsor, it's also sponsor game time. So you should look into that because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, you guys. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets. For all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. And here are some of the things I like about the Game Time app, which you have to go download right now. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets. Uh, Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And they even have the image of the seat views, which is always a nice little addition to it. So you know exactly where you'll be sitting. You have the view there. And the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all that stuff. So there's a bunch of cool little perks that you get 
when you are looking to buy tickets for game time. So you can forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And again, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, everything that you need. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. And what you got to do is download the game time app, create an account, and use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Love it. Nick, did you see that new midway collection that we released this week of all of our awesome new bears merch here at chgo man it is like so sick like i know every time we drop a new piece of merch i'm like wow how can it get any better and then we drop a whole new line to celebrate this Mm -hmm. bear season kicking off and it just got like 10 times better so definitely check out the chgo locker um, because we have some brand new chgo bears merch we're calling it the midway collection you get your meatball island shirts and your crew necks you have the Taking Back the North shirts. There's so many amazing brand new CHGO Bears stuff. Uh, you just got to check it out. And if you're a diehard, hey, you get 20% off all of our merch all of the time. Uh, even when we're running sales like we did a couple weeks ago, you get a 20% off on top of that. And I was looking through some of the numbers because, you know, I'm a numbers guy. And since uh, over the last two weeks, we have over 100 brand new diehards joining our elite you know chicago sports community so i just want to thank all the new diehards if you're listening thank you so much for joining us by joining our community not only do you get yourself closer you know to us whether it's in discord or uh, you know just in general uh, with our community uh you also you know unlock a great amount of deals for yourself i mentioned 20 percent off merch you would get 20 percent off if you're joining the, us at this tailgate there's just so many great benefits of being a diehard yet so if you haven't joined and you want to which i would encourage you to do uh go to allchgo.com diehard that way you can upgrade your fandom and become uh, an official chgo diehard and, and join the amazing community that we're building here and of course that also helps us as we're you know uh, we're a company and we're getting to do this nick and i never dreamed well we always dreamed but i didn't know it'd be this possible so soon to be able to cover bears full-time for our jobs uh, and it's a lot of uh it's a lot of dreams come true for me i know it is for you nick and it's not possible without our diehards we thank you all and can't wait to welcome in the new ones here uh shortly yeah no i can't wait to see a lot of you diehards at the tailgate and just get to hang out and again be a part of community Awesome. All right, let's get into a game of over-unders. And we're going to go straight from the DraftKings app here, Nick. And I'm going to go, let's go to passing props here first. The line for passing touchdowns. Over-under, Justin Fields passing touchdowns. It's set at 0.5. Oh, come on. Over. Over for on the Justin Fields passing touchdown, 0.5. I can see him having a couple of passing touchdowns, to be quite honest. So over on that. And by, yeah, so that's uh, over on that. I feel like it's really good. But the fact the line is below one, it just shows that people are still sleeping a little bit on JF1. What about passing yards for him? Over under 186.5. 186 he went for over 200 last time better weapons mm-hmm. more continuity new year i get that i'm going over on that as well will i like it jordan love doesn't have a straight line but they do have some alternate pass yards so i'm just gonna say how about 200 plus would you do that for jordan love in this game against this bears defense um I don't know if I would, I think they want to try to establish the run well. And if they do, then maybe that makes that number more obtainable. I'd go, I'd go under uh, to be completely honest. Yeah. So his first line starts at 150 plus. um, But before you start getting into, like, they feel like anything over 200, like 225 plus is when you start getting into like the plus 115s. So like, they feel like he's going to get around 200 yards in this game, which, I don't know about that. So but we'll see how it all kind of goes here. Over, under for, let's go with Khalil Herbert, 49.5 yards on the ground. This is a it's, tricky one, Will, because how you it? talked about it, what are they going to do? Is it the running back by committee approach? Is it Herbert ride the hot hand? Um, What was the line at again, Will? It was for 49.5. 
I would to be completely honest, I wouldn't touch that one. But if I had to over <laughs> under, I'm gonna go. I guess I'll go under. Yeah, it's tough until we know like how they're gonna use all those backs. That is a really really tough one. Deontay Foreman, by the way, his line's at uh, twenty one point five, uh, which feels like that would be more obtainable. Maybe. But maybe, right? <laughs> is it like, yeah, more obtainable question mark? All right, we'll go do the Packers backs. They're a little bit more easier to, to gauge here, mm-hmm. I think. Aaron Jones over under 60.5. You know, AJ Dillon had most of the rushing yards in the last matchup, but I think Aaron Jones is the more dangerous back. I'd go over on that, Mark. What about AJ Dillon at his lines 42.5? a lot of yards if, if i'm taking both the overs there mm-hmm. by these two backs um i'll go under i'll go under okay. on uh, aj Dillon's. all right so receiving dj moore his first line as a chicago bear over under 48.5 receiving yards 48 that's uh, okay i'm going over going over on the the dj Moore there and then uh darnell mooney over under 29.5 man that's such a low mark i'm going i'm going to take over on darnell mooney as well do they have Chase Claypool on there? They do have Chase Claypool on there. You want to do Chase Claypool's he, line? What is the Chase Claypool line looking like? Fifteen point five yards. I mean, you you, you could obviously get that on one catch. Uh, I, I would take the over on Chase. I'll take the over. He he was actually had he had three consecutive plays in that last matchup where he caught the ball, and then the third one it was a fumble over the middle of the mm-hmm. field. Um, yeah, I'd take over on the Chase Claypool too. Awesome. I think let's do one more. Cole Komet over under 2.5 catches. Mm. Can Cole Komet get three catches against the Green Bay Packers? I think he can. Let's go over. Awesome. Over most, most of those things. <laughs> I, 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 that was fun. I just want to thank DraftKings for having the lines here. Uh, I know last year when we got towards the middle end of the season, that got a little rough for us and I'm just thankful that week one, they're ready to rock and roll for this NFL season, just like we are. But it's time to figure out, Nick, who's going to be the most valuable bear at the end of this game. And I made a rule for myself. I'm curious if you made the same rule for you. I was trying to find someone not named Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Yep. I kind of, I, I did that and I had a feeling that you would do the same, but like, obviously Justin Fields would be you know, the, the key guy to put in here, but we went, we went different directions here. Yes. but well, I'll go first because my guy is MVB. The only because Justin Fields is probably the real MVB <laughs> in this game, but it's going to be DJ Moore, uh, And I can't emphasize enough just how important he's going to be to this bears offense. And I hit it a, a little bit ago with my very first key of the season to establish that one, two punch connection. But if DJ Moore is everything that we expect him to be that reliable security blanket, but also, you know, dynamic playmaker, both through the air. And then also, you know, being able to make plays with the football in his hands after the catch. And he's going to open up everybody else. Like if Chase Claypool can reach his potential, if Darnell Mooney can reach his potential, it's going to be because defenses have to focus on DJ Moore. but even when they do, DJ Moore is talented enough to make him pay regardless. And if that ends up being the case here this week, week one, A, I expect the Bears to win. B, I expect Justin Fields to really succeed and and look really good in this game. Uh, And then C, I think it proves Ryan Poles right in terms of the receiver he was able to bring in to pair with Justin Fields. So for me, week one MVB, DJ Moore. Well, when I saw that 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 was the person you chose for your MVP, I knew exactly who I wanted to go to on the opposite side of the ball. But it was also a guy that Ryan Poles brought in, but he did it through free agency. It's Tremaine Edmonds in this matchup, you guys. I think that you look at what the Packers, their strengths on offense right now, the offensive line, those running backs. And Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a key player on Sunday if the Bears are going to have success in trying to stop that rushing attack. And told you what Noah Sewell was kind of looking at when identifying the Packers strengths. It's getting to the perimeter, being a sideline, a sideline player. I don't know if I would rather have anybody else in right now than Tremaine Edmonds being one Mm -hmm. of those guys with the speed, the speed and size and the physicality that he presents. So my MVP is going to be Tremaine Edmonds. He has a good game. I think the bears are in position to beat the green Bay Packers the first time at soldier field since 2018. So it's time. Well, hey, 2018 was a really, really good season, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, so I, I love it. It's time to, that's a good 
way to help define changing, not just the narrative of this rivalry, but maybe a signaling of the tide uh, that the Bears team, we're going to be competitive this season. And I think that will speak a lot for itself. Uh, but Nick, it's time to lay it all out there. I feel like everyone can feel where these game picks are going with how this game preview episode kind of went. The vibes that we talked about earlier, I think we've been continuing throughout the entire show. But you go first. Who wins this game? I need a final score. Yep, putting in the chat, putting your game picks with the score right now. <laughs> Everything we talked about. I'm not going to rehash any, you know, anything that I already said, what Will said, the keys, everything. The Bears win this game 24 to 17, and I don't even know if the Packers get 17, but I gave them gave them the benefit of the doubt because of the unknown that we don't we don't know what Jordan Love is, and maybe that could present some problems for this Bears um, this Bears team. But I like what the Bears have been doing. I like what they have on offense. I like the additions they've made on defense, and it's just time. It's time for this opportunity for the Bears to capitalize on it, take the win, and really. Go back to what Ryan Poles was saying very beginning. Take back the North. And look, the Lions already did their job yesterday. They got that win over Kansas City. Mm -hmm. You're chasing now the Lions. You have to start off the season with the win over the Green Bay Packers to put you on the right trajectory that you're trying to go on with the moves that you've made and show that you're serious about this, that this isn't just another rebuilding year. You're starting from three wins and the number one overall pick, and now it's time to show that you've made progress. So 24 to 17 Bears. Love that. I love it so much. Let's just copy and paste it. I had 24-17 literally in my notes uh, for this Bears game. Uh, I know we did, we're going to doing some like other social content with video and our final prediction scores. Uh, so I guess we're going to mirror each other on there too. Uh, who know? But Nick, like you said, we've, I thought we did a great job of breaking everything down, but it's just now's the time. And you talked about the Lions beating the Chiefs. If the Lions are taking down the Chiefs and the Bears are struggling or they just don't take down the Packers with Jordan Love and his inexperience still on full display because we're going to get a different Jordan Love, I think, at the end of the year. Uh, he's going to have a full season under his belt because we're in that Packer sandwich of a season. We start with the Packers, end with the Packers. Right now is when you need to instill in Jordan Love that he has a lot of work to do if he wants to compete in this rivalry and catch up to Justin Fields. This Sunday is the time to put that in his mind, that doubt that he can sit on all year long. So when we get back in December, January, when we face him, uh, he's going to have, you know, those cobwebs up there because he's still kind of worried about what happened to him here uh, week one. But the Bears are a very improved team. We don't know what the Packers are right now with Jordan Love and there's the other receiving options. And there's some injuries at wide receiver here too. So the Bears need to just take advantage of their matchups, execute, play to the hits philosophy, like you said earlier, Nick. And if they do all those things, they'll have a week one dub. And I, I think we'll all feel really good about that. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think Bears fans, we're ready for this. It's time for the, the changing of the guard. There is no more Aaron Rodgers. It's just it's a new opportunity for 2023 to start off right. And if it doesn't and you don't capitalize like, man, you're just you're setting the wrong tone and the wrong just really everything of how this season, you know, could go for the Bears. And they made a lot of a lot of new new acquisitions. The draft picks are going to have a huge impact. So, look, it's simply time. Time for the Bears to really get on the better side and start winning in this rivalry. It hasn't been a rivalry mm -hmm. for a long, long time. And it's time for that to not be a rivalry, but only because we're whipping their ass. And that's what I want to see here. Uh, but regardless, I, I think we all would like that rivalry. But let's look at some of these. You asked for people and their score predictions. I'll just go to the top. Luke Gordon, Bears 31, Packers 20, Mubs 2017, Bears. Doug, my score prediction 17-12, Bears. Eric, Bears 21 to 17, Jason 35 to 13, Bears. Uh, Juan, 31-20, Bears. Gucci, 31-20, Bears. Uh, Lord 2017 Bears, Turin 2420 Bears, uh, Ugly Gameplay 2721 Bears, Steve 34 Bears has it 23 to 13 Bears winning this game. Martin in the chat, who I think is a Packers fan, has 3417 Packers, or he better be with that one. Your boy Boogie has Bears 35 to 17. And yeah, I mean, I got Nick just now 50 to zero bears win, beat the Packers. <laughs> Love it. And then Adam 23, 21, Doug bears three to zero, Brandon 31, 17 bears and Chirac bears 28 pack 13. Love everyone participating. Like we said earlier, a uh, lot of fun. And I'm excited that you're as confident 
uh, as we are here. And I see another super chat coming in. We're going to address all the super chats that are sitting here at the end of the show. But before we do that, I just have one more quick timeout. We'll address these super chats. So if you haven't yet, throw in a super chat. We'll get to it before we sign off here for this game preview. Uh, but first, I want to let you know a little bit more about DraftKings. And can you believe that we were we just went seven months without an NFL game? I, I know it's pretty crazy. But the good thing is that the wait is over. The NFL is officially here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with their game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. So definitely check out the app to see what you get. So download now and use code CHGO to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code CHGO only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 1-877-H-HOPE-NY. That's text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling problems. Just call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, so definitely use those. And eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Love that disclaimer. Cool. All right, let's get into uh, the super chats I see here. And Joey, just feel free to just throw them up on order, and uh, we can take care care of this here. Uh, if we want to just do them all here one more time, uh, from Burge Seven F Nine One, biggest game in thirty years. Finally, a chance to see if the Bears have a chance at turning the tide in this rivalry. I know we read it earlier, but hell, it's a super chat, and so you get you get it read twice. Isaac, who mentioned you're so happy to see me. Uh, then we had Alexandra, uh, who said maybe this should be my next background on the next happy hour. Obviously can't go, but hope everyone has fun at the tailgate. Thank you. We will. Hopefully we can see you one here soon. Uh, Eric said, what's the score prediction, guys? We both have 24-17, but I appreciate you were ahead of us uh, with that super mm-hmm. chat. So thank you for it, and thank you for the super chat. And, of course, we got the Duke here, too, about the quick passing game. Uh, that was a really good one. And this one too, I, I like too, that the bears will rip out their eyes and drink their brain, brain fluid, meaning the Packers here. All right. The Duke, uh, yes, they will. <laughs> go bears. <laughs> Bear the 14. From... There you go. Go ahead. You say, it. you can, you can say whack the pack here. Not the end whack of the, the show. pack bears 30, 17. Let's go. Love it. Uh, thanks for everyone for these super chats, uh, supporting our show uh, in a great way there. And of course, it gives you a spot here for that we make sure we see those comments, throw them up here on the screen. It's appreciated. Nick, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, the last thing, the Bears just released their Friday injury report. And as of right now, everybody that was on the injury report is a full go. Love Except it. for Dylan Cole, who is questionable, okay. but Brisker, Nate Davis, Eddie Jackson, Mercedes Lewis, Demarcus Walker, all practicing full for Friday. The Bears are healthy and ready for the Packers in week one. Let's go. Let's go. I want to thank everyone for watching this entire episode or listening to it uh, on the podcast. Uh, but for Nicholas Moriano and myself, we're going to see you uh, from the field, actually, after this Bears-Packers game. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait for this game. Uh, But until then, enjoy your weekend. And of course, bear down Chicago.